big beard. Hey, Kayla. Hi, Ayana. <laughs> Welcome to Fill in the Blank Podcast. Welcome. Um, Get away. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another week here at Fill in the Blank Podcast. Fill in the Blank. Hi, Ayana. Hi. <laughs> How Hi, are you? I'm good. You're good? I'm good. Are you rejuvenated? No. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes and no. I was mad that I had to leave. But Okay. What's the what's the no first of why the you're no not? The no is just because I probably, I probably could have stayed for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Honestly, <laughs> my parents were at some point trying to convince me, not during this trip, but have in the past, try to convince me to just move back home. And as much as like, I just, I don't know. I actually like being around people now. I hate being alone. Not that I hate being alone. It's just like, it's boring. Yeah. You'd rather be around people than be Even alone. if I'm alone around people. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, I totally get that. That's my favorite form of being around people. Perfect. Or be perfect being around people. Like, I just want people in the vicinity, but leave me alone. Yeah. You <laughs> like, can just sit and do nothing and yeah. just be there. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I kind of... You enjoyed that I enjoyed part of that. It. I enjoyed that. So, when your parents were... Well, you said it wasn't this trip. But, no. like, would you consider going back? I would. I now mean, you would. Now I would. I just don't... I don't want to... I want to take the people out of Atlanta. I don't want to move back. I don't want to move back to Atlanta. It's just not the same. Atlanta's not the same, man. What would you do? You want them to come here, or you want to go somewhere else? I would just want to go somewhere else. I miss trees, man. Man, I'm feeling it. And that's why that 12 hour drive was so therapeutic because there were trees. It was just nature, and that was like also just like, oh, yes. I just loved it. I heard birds chirping every morning. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, man. Isn't that beautiful? I missed it. That's the reason why I like the suburbs so much. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've been thinking about that a lot recently. Now that the weather is breaking and mm. it's getting nice outside, I'm like, dang. Like, All right, Kayla. I miss the suburbs because I used to wake up at my Nana's house and just go sit outside. And, and just like be out there. Yeah. That's what I meant. I'm ready to move. I'm, I'm ready, ready to move, too. I'm ready to skedaddle. There's, look, there's nothing else for me here other than, like, you. Let's go. And Natalie. Yeah. Let's go. I'm ready now. We can leave. At first, I was like, no, I might stay, like, another two years. Eh. No, I'm ready to leave Chicago. Very, like, seriously, very shortly after Marcus and I get married, we are blasting up out of here. All right, let me know where we going. I told you. Charlotte. That's the move. I got to visit first, Kayla. <laughs> I gotta visit Charlotte is the move. I mean, unless we go somewhere else that is magically better, but magically better. Yeah. I mean, fill in the blank family. If y'all have any suggestions of places that are not like Chicago to move to, I'm like, what other place could there be that have the balance of like city, but also like nature? I hear good things about Seattle. I was just about to say Seattle. But I can't do the gloominess. Like that part's depressing. It made me so depressed. Yeah. yeah. That part is really depressing. That's what I'm trying to kind of get away from with Chicago in the wintertime. How depressing that is. Yeah. Okay, but what were the good parts of the trip? I mean, you kind of talked about it Everything a bit. else? Everything else. <laughs> I mean, the bad part was having to leave. The good oh, yeah. parts. Everything was good. How's Sebastian? 
Sebastian's much better. Oh, that's great. <laughs> he, I've been waiting for an update about Sebastian. He he uh, by the time I left, his his poops were getting more solid. Oh, yes. <laughs> his, yes. And his uh butthole started looking like a target. So oh, yes. Yeah. And he's had to stop wearing the diapers, which is also because he was mad about them diapers. Oh my gosh. Is your dad gonna stop feeding him human food? Let's hope so. <laughs> Look, let's hope they both overindulge in food. So find out on the next episode of Dragon right. Ball Z. <laughs> the world may never know. <laughs> I'm so weak. Yeah, so let's hope. Yeah. yeah. How's your fast going? Um, it's going. So I've been doing pretty good. Like I've kind of found that with this fast from television and and uh alcohol holistically like the weekend I did have a drink I will say I had a drink but I'm not overindulging mm-hmm. in alcohol and I'm not turning to it as a source of oh I'm stressed I'm about to have a drink so I was out to eat so I was like okay like mm-hmm. so I had one but um, with the TV thing, it's been good because I've been reading. You so, did say you've been reading. Yes, more. I've been reading. So in my in my spare time, I've just been trying to like really be present with myself, and I think that that's why, like, what we were just talking about on the couch before we came in here, like mm-hmm. the heaviness and the. It's just because I'm really sitting with my emotions a lot more than. I have, yeah. so I've just been kind of like on recluse mode. And- yeah, <laughs> bro, I, we can't be the only ones going through this. We were talking, me and Kayla were talking about this and how everything, literally everything just feels so overwhelming right now. Mm-hmm. I'm in a constant state of either like wanting to avoid everything or just like being immersed in it and just still being wildly overwhelmed. Yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. So it's just, it's been quite a lot. To say the least. But, you know, I feel like I've been making it through. I feel like I'm trying, I'm like learning how to ride the wave of whatever this is that's going on right now. So that's what I'm trying to figure out how to do. Man, I really feel like I'm on a surfboard trying to make it. I'd be like this. (laughs) Yeah. You can't see me. Recluse mode. You can't, I don't exist. (laughs) Not the blanket. (laughs) I don't exist. I'm so weak. I took I took legit a four hour nap today. We have to and I was so confused when I woke up. I said, "Yeah, what? that's what happens when you sleep for that long. You wake up <laughs> confused. Where am I?" I was like, "What's happening?" And mm-hmm. then I thought I was still home, so I woke up even more confused. Like, "Ugh, yeah." You were back in Chicago. Back in Chicago. Scary sight. Yeah, I was like, Ugh. <laughs> scary sight. My God, that's yeah. so funny. Yeah. But on the on the bright side, mm. I graduate this weekend. Woo! So I'm very excited about that. That woman's on some grown woman ting. Man, run me this degree. Come on, give me my shit. I've been posting (laughs) on my story every time I I see something on TikTok of like how to cross the stage. I'll be posting. I'm like, this how I'm. You got ideas? Do you have? Are you gonna actually do something? Are you? I'm not. I'm just playing. But I want to. If my parents weren't who my parents were, I would. I feel like I'll still get in trouble if I do some crazy stuff. I'm trying to think what I I probably would. My parents would. Oh my god! Right. My parents would be like. Embarrassing us. <laughs> so, no, I'm not going to embarrass my parents on my graduation day. I'm going to be good. Yeah, but I'm going to cut I'm gonna cut up after. That's what I'm going to do. As you should. That's what I'm going to do. As you should. So, yeah. But to get into the topic, because we could sit here and just chit-chat for how long? Forever. Yeah. So, <laughs> 
we're going to talk about a topic that may be heavy for some and try to like just shit <laughs> Ayana. Sorry, that Nando's is coming back to me. Ayana's gassy, guys. Um, but we're trying to shed some light on this topic of Mother's Day. Yeah. Because Mother's Day can be really great for some. Mother's Day can be really sad for others. Mother's Day can be a indifferent Just another experience. day. Yeah. <laughs> so we just want to talk about our experiences um, with Mother's Day, our relationship with motherly figures and mothers that we've had in our life. Because I know we have two kind of different stories mm-hmm. on where we've come from. And then Asia's going to chime in. Because she herself She's a is mother. a mother. She's a mother. <laughs> she is a mother. She out here, somebody mama, y'all. So, <laughs> so yeah. But what has been your experience? How do you feel that Mother's Day is coming up? I don't care. You don't care? I think Mother's Day is always... Well, I won't say it's always been just another day. I think when I was a kid, I was really excited about my mother, Mom's Day. I was really excited about Mother's Day. What day? Whose day? Um, and then growing up with my cousin, I think it kind of just became something that really wasn't that big of a deal. Because I remember I went all out for her for Mother's Day once, and I bought her this necklace that said, Aww. like, Mom on it. That's she was sweet. like, I'm not your mom. <laughs> oh. Because she wanted to clear, keep a very right, clear, clear line. Because she's technically, like, my second cousin. She's mm-hmm. my mom's first cousin and so she always wanted but I think it just always came off as like kind of dismissive and so yeah. I just like stopped caring about the day yeah um and now I have my adopted mom but she's more like my older sister so it's just mm-hmm. like okay but I still tell her like happy mother's day like thank you for you know taking me under your wing thank you for being such a good influence on my life um, yeah but I don't really celebrate it yeah mother's day feels like impending doom every year yeah like doomsday it's just too much for me like my mom's birthday is a couple days after Mother's Day all the time. Oh, that is They a lot. fall back to back. So my mom's birthday is on the 16th. And then Mother's Day is, is it the 12th every year? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Don't but whatever that Sunday is, is when it always comes right before her birthday. So it's just not a good time. And then this year, it's really frustrating because I graduate the day before Mother's Day yeah. and I can't celebrate my accomplishment because of Doomsday. I mean, you and can. So, I well, think, yeah, but. I think you can. I think you should in a way that's like in honor of your mom. Yeah, that's what I'm going to I'm going to try to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to get some things together now, but I think that I was just feeling super heavy about it because I knew that it was the day before Mother's Day. I mean, and I was heavy. like, ugh. Yeah, it is heavy. Like, I'm going to be irritated the next day. I'm going to have to get up and go celebrate Mother's Day. Like, that's irritating. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I know I wanted to take the opportunity to tell people, you know, the story because people have asked me about my mom and mm. how uh, about like her passing and mm. how I've coped, how I grieve and all of that. Um, so for one, my mom passed away when I was 14 years old. I was in the eighth grade. She had colon cancer and she passed away pretty quick, fairly quickly after we found out. Cause once it was found, it was in stage four mm. and everything just moved like super fast. So, um, when I was in eighth grade, I just didn't deal with it. Yeah. I was like, I remember I went back to school right after she passed away a few days after, um, Thanksgiving, mm. I went back to school and then I was just like, 
yeah, we're going to just pretend everything is normal here. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't think that reality really set in, set in for me until I got to college. Mm. I feel like I was super panicky about it in high school because my life transitioned so much. I moved in with my father from living with my, I was at the time living with my mom and my grandparents. Um, And then I had to move in with my dad and my stepmom who I did not have that great of a relationship with at the time. So that was very heavy for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I had so much focus on trying to cope with my new living arrangements that I couldn't cope with the fact that my mom was gone, you know? Yeah. It was really a distraction. Like I had to worry about that. Like I don't like these people because that's a lot (laughs) and I have to be here every day. That's a lot. So that was quite a lot. And then um, when I went to college, that's when it like the grief you didn't have a choice at that point. It's like man, you're by yourself. Man, that that thing was beating me up when I got to college. I remember one day I was sitting in my car. I like went to my car. I don't know what was going on, what triggered me, mm-hmm. but I I vividly remember being in my car and just having a breakdown and I was just hysterical in my yeah. car. And so thinking I I feel like It's kind of hard for me to say how I've dealt with grief because I think everybody deals with it differently Mm -hmm. depending on who you are. I don't think it's a long thing. It is. And and when it's a when it is a passing as serious as a parent, parent? you are like I saw people kind of get irritated with me when I made the comment before about like some things you can't fully heal Mm -hmm. from. But I do believe that there are just some things that are are just going to always sting, you know, it's going to impact you. It's going to change you. Yeah. Yeah. It'll just change you. Like those things are just like, especially the type of relationship I have with my mom and we were best friends. Mm. I just will never get over that. You never get over it. I was just crying about it the other day because I'm thinking about all these special moments Mm. that are coming up and she's not going to be physically here for any of them. And it's just like, you Mm. don't just get over that. You're constantly aware of that absence. Constantly aware. Every day since my mom has passed away, I have thought about her since... I was in the eighth grade. Yeah. So since 2009, I have thought about my mother every single day. Not a day has gone by. Yeah. So it's just, it just feels heavy, like to celebrate Mother's Day, to be present with other people and be happy about, you know, Mother's Day with them when Mm. you are suffering an immeasurable loss still. Like, how did you celebrate before college? Like, did you celebrate Mother's Day? Because I know that had to be complicated, especially with you living with your dad and your stepmom. Mm-hmm. Well, Mother's Day is always kind of planned out for me, as it is this year, too. It's mm-hmm. always planned out because my family is super on top of things like that. So when it comes to holidays and all Holiday of that. It's very celebratory. Yeah. And it's very traditional. Like, we're going to go out to eat or we're going to get together, you know. So it was just that every year. Like, I'm obligated to be at these places, you know, to celebrate with my family. And I love the other motherly figures that I have in my life and I would love to celebrate them, but it just is impossible to ignore the fact of how heavy it is to celebrate other mothers when yours is not there. Yeah. And I would imagine this year is probably just even harder because of the fact that like 
there's so many life things going on you with you being engaged about to get married and with you graduating and her not being a part of all of it. yeah so i'm just kind of over it this mother like in sometimes it shifts you know yeah. like some years it's it's not like impending doom like it is on other years but this year especially it feels real heavy and i'm just like not looking forward to it yeah um but I am happy that my aunt is going to be in town. So that makes me feel a little like excited because I'm going to hang out with my Nana and my aunt. And that will make me feel closer to mm-hmm. my mom being around. So like, this is your aunt from your mom's mm-hmm. aunt. Okay. So being around family that is connected to my mother helps me to kind of cope and deal. I love that. Yeah. So that. that is that is my brief story about that. I mean, there's so much more that I could go into detail about. And as we continue the conversation, other stuff will, I'm sure, come up. Mm-hmm. But for you, what has it been like trying to celebrate Mother's Day when you've had so many different mother figures that you have felt connected to, then not felt connected to? And No, I've always felt connected to them. It's just a matter of like these relationships just don't, they don't seem to last. I think, um, I think the hardest part about my childhood was probably being from home to home to home. Yeah. Um, because you think these people are supposed to be in your life forever just for, I mean, I, I experienced grief in a different way where I didn't experience like an actual death or loss. I mean, it was a loss, but no actual death. Like my mom is still alive. My Mm -hmm. biological mom is still alive. She's just not capable of being a good mom, Mm -hmm. um, because of just her own stuff. And, and the fact that she has mental illnesses. Um, but, uh, I mean, you know, (laughs) <laughs> over the years I've just gotten numb to it I think I think my go-to has always been to just be apathetic about it it's like I don't really care yeah um and and it's gotten to a point where it's it, I actually mean it like I don't really care <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's just oh whatever yeah um but I mean I growing up my I don't I mean I just loved my mom I always loved my mom um and so any any form of celebration to her was always a big thing for me and just I was happy to do it. It wasn't until I got older and I saw her for the person that she is that I started to see the the darkness and the holes. It's like mm, you're yeah. kind of not that good of a mom. When your parents start to lose their capes and you don't look at them like superheroes yeah, and how people. You once did. Yeah, yeah, and 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 it's like understanding who your parents are can either drive away an even further wedge or it can make you closer to them. So understanding my godparents for the people that they are drew me closer to them because I saw them for their humanity. Seeing my mom that way though... Drew, a, drew, drew it was it was a huge wedge because mm-hmm. I mean I was just like I had to make the decision of like you're not healthy for me you're not yeah. healthy in my life at all so I had to completely detach in a way um which is uncomfortable to do especially when you got family members like but that's your mom like mm-hmm. it's your mom I'm like okay and yeah and you're like whatever she's not healthy yeah she's not but healthy I think at all. that you do a really good job at that Ayana because a lot of people including myself, have a difficult time, especially when it comes to family, to set up boundaries like that, to be like, regardless of family or not, like if you do not mean me me well, 
and you're not healthy for me and my growth and my development, I can't allow you to be so close, mm-hmm. you know, in my life to impact me in that way. I will say though, this is, this wasn't my choice at first. It's, I was about to say it's their fault. It's their fault. But it, it's, this is the wedge that they've created for themselves because showing up for me as a kid didn't really look very good. And now mm-hmm. all of a sudden as I'm an adult, they expect me to show up for them. And I'm mm-hmm. like, but you didn't show up for me as a child. So why should I be expected to just because you were family? Right. I was like, no, no, no. No, I have a chosen family, but like my bio family, I don't consider them family family. They're Mm -hmm. just like, to me, this is bad, but like they feel like an obligation. So Mm -hmm. I feel like I have to speak to some of my family members because again, they're family simply because they're family, not because they're good for me, not because I I love them or because they love me. Like it's none of that. It's simply obligation. Um, Now my chosen family, that's different. Yeah, That's completely different, which is why I don't mind telling my God mom like, oh my God, thank you so much for like taking me in and like being such a good motherly figure well sisterly figure but nonetheless well because we're only 10 years apart no it's so true though it's we're only 10 like it's weird it's a weird dynamic though because my dad is my dad my dad right. is always my dad but then and that's his and then, wife and it's like there's Jennifer Jennifer's like my and people people are like I don't know why would you say that she's probably really hurt by that no she's not <laughs> no she's not she's no she's like I get it I we're, understand this dynamic that's why I'm like we we get it we we found our own weird little family dynamic yeah but, um, I mean, yeah, my, my thing with Mother's Day has always been a bit complicated. Yeah. I mean, I and I've felt that complication a lot on the end of my stepmom. Yeah. Because our start to our relationship was not the best. Yeah. We have just recently gotten into a good space. Is it all recent? It's very recent. I didn't know that. It's recent, like, maybe... Three years ago recently. Oh, wow. So this is pretty new. Yeah. I got into a good space with her when me and my dad got into a better space too. So we all got into okay. a good space. Your dad, I mean, I would imagine time. your dad was the bridge. Yes. So I think that it's been, it's been difficult because even during the time span when we weren't like, we didn't have the best connection, I still felt she was a mother to me in her own way, but it Mm -hmm. was so hard for me because I could not cope with the, with the loss of my own mother to accept the way that she was trying to mother me because they're very different. Yeah. My stepmom is very much like provider. Let's get to the nitty gritty. What do you need me to do? Mm -hmm. Ride or die. That is her. Mm -hmm. Like she don't care. She's like, I'll pull up and who and what. And, mm. (laughs) And my mom was like, sweetest pie, what do you need? Let me bake you some cookies. Like, (laughs) lay down. I'll take care of you. So I had such a hard time accepting my stepmom because she was not that image. She wasn't your mom, yeah. And I was just like, well, this isn't what a mother is supposed to look like, Mm -hmm. you know? So it took me getting older and me, like, being able to understand her. her as a person. Yes. I told you. It only bridge a gap and make you closer. Yes. I had to really understand her and accept her for who she was mm-hmm. and realize like, okay, she's never going to be this, mm-hmm. but she was never meant to be this. She's mm-hmm. meant to be her in her own way. Mm-hmm. And so now I can feel more comfortable to like accept her as a motherly figure in my life, like mm-hmm. as a second mom. And that's been something that's been very hard for me because- That's a journey. Man, I just, I've never wanted to feel as though I'm replacing my mom. Yeah. So it, it's always that battle between like honoring the mother that I have versus honoring the mother that has passed on. 
Do you think it's always important to just like simply hold space to who your mom was? Like always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Literally always. And I think especially because of my mom and dad's relationship not being good mm-hmm. and my family's never getting along mm-hmm. and they don't hold much space of recognition for my mom or mm-hmm. her existence or yeah. how it has impacted me. And so I think it has made me very kind of stubborn and reluctant. I bet even more protective. Yes, of I'm that. super protective and it, it makes, but it did make me very good at compartmentalizing. Like, yeah showing up as different parts of myself in different places because I knew like the Kayla that is connected to her mother cannot show up fully in this space. Like this space is meant for dad's side of the that side of the family and this space is meant for mom's side of the family. Yeah. Do you think that's gonna impact you just like how just how How complicated your family dynamic is between both sides. Look at my face. Do you think that's going to impact you when you and Marcus have kids? Yes. (laughs) Undoubtedly, it will. With just like y'all's, the contrast between the two. Yes. Yeah. Because my family's like, granted though, on my mom's side of the family, all that I have left here in Chicago is Mm -hmm. my Nana. That is it. Oh, Nana. The rest of my mom's side of the family lives in Mississippi. Like the immediate closer family. Would you ever consider moving to Mississippi? No, never. (laughs) You could not pay me money to move there. (laughs) I grew up going to Mississippi during the summers. Uh No. Do you still go visit? I don't go as much as I want to, but I'm going to start going again. I think that... The only thing that disconnected me and made me stop was when I went to college and Uh I didn't have the summers to go. But during the when I was um, younger, like in high school and elementary school, I would go so much more often. Let's take a trip to Mississippi. We could go to Jackson, Mississippi. Vlog all of it. Let's explore Kayla's mom's side. Now, I do have my family in Mississippi. They're kind of like... Like what a that? little high status, cause oh my, really? Yeah, cause of my aunt. My aunt is the past president of Tougaloo College, which is a very big deal in Jackson, Mississippi. Okay, they everybody knows my auntie down there. Okay, and then I had another aunt that's now passed on that a lot of people knew, and I have family in politics in Mississippi. So mm. there's just they're very affluent, but I just have black people. I have no black desire excellence. to move to Jackson. No. Like every time I go down there, I'd be like. How do y'all live here? I be looking at my cousins. Why do y'all live here? They like, we love Jackson. I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. I bet y'all do. It's this is an crazy. accent. We love Jackson. We love Jackson, Mississippi. I'm so No, dead. thank you. But yeah. We should go visit Kayla and do Come a whole on. vlog on exploring your We lineage. could definitely go. We could we could drive to Mississippi. Yeah. Honestly. That's what we used to do. Me and my family, we would drive let's there. Do you it. did the drive to Atlanta. That's, that's like, like, let's do that's it. That's like the same drive. We could go this summer. Yeah. My family would be more than happy to host all of us. Can we go for real? Yeah, seriously. Okay. Yeah, they would be so happy and they will take us all in. Can we actually do it though? Because you know how we say we're going to do stuff yes. and we all never do we it. We can really do it. Especially because this is going to be like, we going to hop in the car and we just go. Just go. Yeah. Hop in the car, go. We don't have to pay to stay anywhere. Oh, it's going to be hot. It's going to be hot as hell. They got pools? No. What do you mean they ain't got no pools? They ain't got no pools? Not at their houses, at least. I mean, what? we can find a pool. Oh, it's going to be hot. I'll ask Bam Bam. So this is a fun fact. Who is Bam Bam? Bam Bam is my cousin. 
And guess what my nickname is in Mississippi? What they'll all call me when they come for the wedding. You're gonna hear them all call. You me You know this. what? I I love hearing people when they get around like family, old friends, and stuff because they, everyone has a nickname that like new people don't know about. Mm-hmm. So what is it? Pebbles oh, from the Flintstones. That's so Bam cute. Bam and Pebbles. Because growing up, we were like Aww. this, and so all of my Mississippi cousins call me Pebbles. Okay, still Pebbles. to this day. So it's just it's gonna be really funny when they come. But you might be able to see them before then if we go during the summer. Marcus has never even been to Mississippi <gasps> to meet all of my family. Let's all go. <laughs> we can all go. Let's all go. They'll be more than happy to host us. I, I declare know. it. Yeah. So it shall be. It shall be. It shall be. (laughs) So I have a question. I'm wondering how, you know, you would give advice to people who maybe don't have a stepmother. Maybe they do have a stepmother, but they have a mother figure that is not their birth mother Mm -hmm. and how they should navigate this holiday. Because, you know, there can be some there can be awkwardness. I know for Mm -hmm. my stepmom, she was in my life since I was what, like seven, Mm -hmm. six. We were, we have a very close relationship, but I always knew even growing up that there was a boundary that that wasn't my mom. And Mm -hmm. I was still close with my mom and I didn't want to offend her while honoring someone else who plays as a mother figure in my life. So how do you feel like, do you feel like it's nuanced to celebrate this day if you have multiple people that you can lean on as a mother? I think it can be. I know like growing up, I realized uh, I learned pretty quickly with Kim, the woman who raised me for the other half of my life. Like she, it wasn't just like a me, like I wanted to celebrate Mother's Day with her, but she was uncomfortable with it because she wanted to hold space for my mom. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like it's like a, it's a two way street. Mm -hmm. But um, I mean, I always just think it's important to hold space for your, your mom in general, like your mom, mom. Yeah. I think that it can be really difficult and I found it to be super hard as I was talking about because I didn't want to offend my mother or feel like I was dishonoring her or replacing her Mm -hmm. in her passing. And so it made it really hard for me to find the way and the space to honor my stepmom. But also it's important for me to honor her because my stepmom doesn't have any other kids. And so I'm it. So she has dedicated so much of herself in her life. Yeah, she doesn't have any kids. So I'm literally it, the only one. And so I want to make sure that she feels appreciated because I know that she puts so much into raising me and it just looked different. And I think that it's important that, I don't know, I feel like it's almost like, a journey that you have to go through individually and finding the best way. Because if you do have a situation that is kind of uneasy with honoring mom versus stepmom or whatever the, whoever the motherly figure is, it's going to take some time for you to like deal with yourself and grapple with like, how do I um, basically split this energy and not feel like I'm neglecting one over the other. Yeah. Like, where does this, how does this happen? It's a little journey. I guess I have a question. This just came to my mind. So we might edit this out, (laughs) but we have a mother in the room. Yes. And I'm curious. I know that you have a little baby. He's young. My little guy baby. But can you imagine him celebrating in the future another stepmother? On Mother's Day. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> she said, like, ooh, that's a good one. That's that is a good a one. a great question, Ariel. I think I can say the space that I'm in now, 
I can say that I'm more accepting of it. I can't, I can literally say probably three months ago, I'll be like, no, absolutely not. Um, and maybe not even three months, you know, three, six months ago, but I feel like I've gotten to the space now where I have to, like, I've, I've been grieving the end of the relationship with my son's father and knowing what that comes with ultimately is knowing that, you know, I do want him to find love again. I want him to be happy. And I know that that's going to come with another person and another person that I know that I would hope he will pick a, a good person that would be another mother figure in my son's life. Um, I think it's I, it's hard to say right now that I can imagine it in, in terms of like me being like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I can say that right now until I'm actually sitting in it. But I can't say it probably would be hard because I think my biggest fear in that situation would be like, what if he likes her over me her. or what if he prefers her over me or like you just have these thoughts as a mother. And like even what my mom told me yesterday as a good parent, someone who truly genuinely cares about their parenthood, they think about things like that. They think about how it's going to affect your child and yeah. and how it's affecting you, because ultimately you want to be the best and you want to be that example. And so I think that's the fear that comes with it. But ultimately, I try to remind myself at the end of the day that um, I'm always going to be his number one. And like me and him have a bond and a relationship that's it's just irreplaceable. Like and I see it now. He's only about to be three. So I can only imagine what it's going to look like as he gets older. Um, So just trying to remember that even if he does and when he does, because I know it's going to happen, like I'm literally preparing myself for that to happen one day. Um, I will be accepting of it and I will, I will know that love, like you, you don't have to limit your love to just me. Mm -hmm. Like you're the love can, can go elsewhere, but it doesn't change the love that we have. It doesn't Mm -hmm. change our relationship. It's just our relationship. And it's, it's something that it's, what's that uh, phrase? What was not explained, got to be explained, whatever that is. (laughs) What's understood and got to be explained. That's what it is. That's how I feel about about that yeah do you think it would be different if he were a daughter instead of a son (sighs) I don't know I I honestly don't know I feel like no because I feel like at the end of the day it's still like your child it's just your child like I don't look at it as like if it's a girl or a boy I just think at the end of the day that's my child that's my seed Mm -hmm. that's like yeah I birthed that thing. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I don't think it would be different. But once again, I'm that type of person where I can say one thing, but I'm not going to finalize my opinion on it until Until I'm actually sitting in it. So I will say, though, when it comes to the blended family thing, it is something that can be very beautiful mm. if it is done the right way. You find your balance. Yeah. And I, I've been really thinking about this um, as I've been planning the wedding and I've realized how much family I have. And I'm just like, 
is so much family that I can't invite everybody yeah. because I have the list could literally go on forever because my support system, my community is never ending. Yeah. And it's because of the fact that I have a blended family. Like mm. there's going to be people there from my stepmom's family who now want to wow, celebrate me lot. and pour into me on top of the huge family I have on my mom's side, which is my Nana and my Papa's family combined. They both have like nine brothers and sisters and mm. plus my dad's side of the family. So it's just when that time comes, especially like for you, Asia, when that happens, like I just pray and wish that it's going to be beautiful. Like Caleb is one of the happiest kids that I've ever seen in life. Like he has such an infectious energy. And I think that he is the most deserving of an abundance of love from every which way. Like when he has like a stepfather in the future, plus his father and his stepmother, just think about it's an abundance. Like it's not the situation that most people dream of, but it is a situation where it's like when life gives you lemons, you can make lemonade and it can be good. Mm -hmm. So I wished for my family that they would have done it right. Yeah. They didn't do it right necessarily, but I got all this love from it. Yeah. But I've seen it done right in other people's families. And mm -hmm. I'm just like, wow, that's so beautiful that you all can all coexist together like yeah. that. Yeah. And I think that's all I... I wish for it. Like, I love that perspective of looking at it as abundance mm -hmm. because like, yes, you can get that from your just two parent household. But like, like you said, when you can't control certain things that happen, you can still create beauty out of that. And so I, I pray on that all the time. Like literally, that's one of my prayers is just that Caleb is continuously being surrounded by pure love mm -hmm whoever it comes from, wherever it comes from, and just reminding myself, like, a part of that is my responsibility too. Because a lot of times I think parents put their own feelings and emotions over the child. Mm -hmm. And I, that, I've been very adamant of not doing that. Yeah. Because my, like, yes, my feelings matter, but the outcome of the situation is going to have the bigger impact on mm, him. Yeah. And so, and I said three to six months and I actually, that was inaccurate. It's been a whole year already. It's crazy. Like time flies. You think it was just six months ago, but mm -hmm. I've been like, so it's been a full year already. And, you know, that has been my continuous healing and work journey on my end and mm -hmm. making sure that me and his dad it's love. Like mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we showing love and that's it. That's all Caleb needs to know. That's all Caleb needs to see. And it is what it is. And, yeah. and, and bleep. <laughs> <laughs> and he, um, it, I love that we're on the same page. I love, I love that we both want Caleb to keep that energy because everyone sees it like yeah. everyone sees it anytime we're out in public I just get that same compliment and it's kind of like confirmation of me like I have to remember that at the end of the day and it can take one wrong thing on my end and I know I'm not gonna be perfect I know he ain't gonna be perfect but it can take that one thing mm -hmm. and just ruin it
And I don't, I want to do my best to not do that. You're being intentional. Yeah, being intentional. Yeah. Yeah. What have you feel like you have learned and gained the most from being a mom? What has it taught you? Definitely. I told you a long time ago, the first thing motherhood has taught me um, was patience. I didn't uh, say that. Man, it, and it's because I used to pride myself on being a patient person. Like, I was patient with everybody in my life. I, you know, like, I was just such a patient person with people. And then I, I realized becoming a mother that, you know, this this being is living and they don't know what's going on. They literally don't know what's going on. They're trying to figure it out. From a can of paint, they don't know. They don't know <laughs> That's nothing. That's another level they of patience. They just be bopping like, around. That's really... right here, though, is like the, the main thing. That, but the, And that's why I question whether I want kids or not, because I don't know if I have that level of patience. But it's a beautiful type of, like, challenge of patience. Mm-hmm. It kind of just helps me in every other area of my life because it honestly makes me look in the mirror of where I am lacking patience in other areas. And it really put the mirror on me of like, you don't have patience with yourself. Mm. And I think that when we can have so much patience and we can pour into other people, like we talk about that all the time, like we can do all these things for other people, but when we look in the mirror, it's like, girl, you ain't giving it to yourself. Mm. And like, so it really makes me look at patience as really a beautiful thing. And I feel like, that's been one of the most important things it's taught me is patience. Um, but I think also it's been teaching me like to release control. Cause you have no choice. This past year and a half, I would say has been a complete surrender. And I didn't realize that I kind of was holding on to some form of control yeah. being a parent like even down to how everything panned out and the certain decisions and stuff. I was just like, you know what? No matter how hard you try to be the best parent, you can't control everything that happens. Even when you think you're you're doing everything right, something's going to happen or even just knowing that this human is a literally his own being and he yeah. may not comprehend what I think I'm doing right, he may look at it completely different. Like, no, that's wrong. Yeah. And I have to release control of that because I have to consider him and his feelings. I have to consider that he is his own being. And I forever, I never want to have that attachment to him in that way where it's like, you got to do it this way. Like what? Like a possessiveness. A possessiveness. Like, no, like I'm literally just your vessel. I'm your guide and mm-hmm. I'm going to support you through whatever, whenever you need me. But it's really been showing me to like fully release control. Mm-hmm. And even down to learning his personality and learning, just learning my child every single day. I'm like, wow, you're yeah. constantly changing. Like, yeah. I can't have, there's literally no control for me to have there. Um, I think the more that parents attempt to control, the more that they find that they are the ones that are hurting their children in the process, because it is that, that entitlement to that, to that person, to that child that almost creates that hurt, that a lot of us and I think our generation, we're trying to heal from from mm. things that our parents did because of that 
wanting to control the every step, mm-hmm. the every movement, you know, yeah. that's where the hurt comes from. Like the hurt doesn't come from support. The hurt doesn't come from falling down on your face when something in life happens. A natural you want consequence. To, right. Happens. You want to come back home and know that you have the support system from your family, from your parents, from yeah. your mother, you know? So I think that that's something super important that you're doing, Asia, that is hard to do because quite naturally because of your relationship of wanting to keep this child safe you want to control everything that is going on in their lives so it's literally fighting against your instinct almost to be able to surrender that and allow him to grow up knowing that he has a supportive mother in his corner Mm -hmm. and not somebody that has him on puppet strings. Like those are two different experiences. Yeah. Cause I would say like my mom was not controlled. Like she allowed, like I just had this conversation with her yesterday. Like my mom has always been a supportive mother. Like whatever I wanted to do, she was down to ride, but she also was that mother like she supported where she didn't allow me to quit because she was telling me like, you know, you want to let your children's make the decisions, but you also don't want to let them give up. You also don't want to let them do something that they'll regret later. And even sometimes it's going to happen. Like sometimes it does happen, but for the most part, it just made me look inside. Like, where did that controlling this come from? Cause I didn't get that from my mom. Mm-hmm. My mom has always been that supportive mother figure and what I realized is it mine came from a, the fear, mm-hmm. the fear of, I think just as become a, being a young mom, Yeah, like I'm still learning life. I'm still navigating life. I'm still like, I'm young. Like I'm not even 30 yet. Like, yeah. so we don't have it all together. And I'm, I'm going to learn so much. And they always say that that first child, like when people have second kids, third kids, they do better. Or mm-hmm. they, you know, they say that you it's should. Practice. It's practice. It's like practice. you learn. This is my first child. I don't know what, what I'm doing, <laughs> but you know, we, we making it, we, through. we making it through, but just like you said, being intentional about it. And at the end of the day, um, like I said, just releasing control because it, I don't ever want him to feel like he like that I'm in control of his life because I don't have that control. Yeah, I don't. It's so crazy because <laughs> as I think about now going into marriage, obviously I think about having children more and what Marcus and I talk about all the time, what our parenting is going to look like. And that fine line between like, being supportive and then also guiding them. Mm. And I always talk about the one thing about my mom that I loved as a child, but now that I have a more holistic view that um, I think has hindered me in, in a small way. It's just that she was so loving. Like, I mean, to the point of like, I could do no wrong. Like I could do anything. And when she would try to discipline me, it was like a friend. We would sit there. She'd be like, don't do that. Da, da. And I'd be like, <clears throat> and then we'll start laughing again. Like, I'm like, okay, wait a second. So, but I was just telling Marcus that that ability of like, I felt like I always, in my adult life, I have been trying to heal from wanting to be babied by people, but it was because I was so babied and nurtured and catered to so much by my mom, which was positive, Mm -hmm. but too much of anything is bad. Yeah. And so I like finding that fine line between that 
unwavering support and then also the like you're not about to play me <laughs> i don't want i don't want my i don't want to have to call my my children's father for them to get it i, I want you to see me and know i mean business too we what's up i'm here too so it's just so interesting <laughs> it's such an interesting dynamic but like you said we don't know until we know until you just go through it and you literally do it yeah like i think that's with anything you again experience the extremes to find the balance it's like oh maybe that was too far oh maybe that wasn't enough yeah to find the balance it's crazy yeah life wow well thanks asia for sharing your thoughts thank you for having me ladies she's a mother (laughs) i love that okay so any advice for those that are processing through feelings of indifferent feelings of Mother's Day. Oh, am I supposed to be like, is it, was there advice to give? I Do just, you have any? I mean, I just don't care. Like, <laughs> it's just, I don't know if I'm supposed to have So, advice. Ayana's advice is just simply do not care. Well, it's just, it's an individual thing. Some people, it does, like, if my, if my, if my godmom, my mom, if she if she felt some type of way or if she was hurt by the fact that I didn't celebrate Mother's Day, then I would celebrate Mother's right. Day. Right. But the fact that like, I mean, no, I just I have just the like, I have the room to not care. Yeah. <laughs> my mom, I mean, my bio mom doesn't care either. Like she probably forgot it's Mother's Day in a mm-hmm. couple. She ain't go and she's not gonna remember until two months from now and she called me, you ain't telling me happy Mother's Day. Mom, you didn't even tell me happy birthday. Right. Like, come, like, on, come on now. Come on now. Be real. <laughs> yeah, but it's like I, I have the room to not care. Yeah. Well, for me, I don't really have much space to not care because everybody cares about Mother's yeah, Day. Everyone's like, uh, so you celebrate or not? Kayla, <laughs> do you feel as though as an adult, you can set boundaries for your family since you, you're saying that Mother's Day is tough for you and you don't really have the capacity? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you're able to prioritize yourself so you can heal or take the time that you need? It's hard. I understand. Is it but hard because of them or because of you? Because of them. It's not It's not a me thing. If it was me, I mean, I, but it is essentially a well, you thing. It's me because I care about how they feel. But why do you feel like you're putting their They're feelings and their yours. needs before yours? Because that's been my whole life. It's just what I'm accustomed to. It's but like that. But we're. But but <laughs> Kayla, yeah. How old are we now? I know, I know. But okay, so let me explain why it's hard. I have people in my life that I that are motherly figures to me that I genuinely do care about, and they deserve mm. to be celebrated. I agree. So. I am constantly in the indifference of how to honor them in the way that they want to be honored and then also honor my own feelings of have what I've Have you ever actually through. tried like actionable things though to do both or have you always just like internally dealt with your own feelings and then just gone with what they wanted to do too? A little bit of both. I've tried to express to them previously I feel like every year I try to express the difficulties and it's not this expectation coming from like my Nana Mm. she doesn't care she's like girl I don't yeah she doesn't do commercial holidays anyway so she does not care (laughs) but when it comes to um my dad's side of the family they feel very different about that and they are very like by the book when it comes to holidays and it's been ingrained in me you know like this has been my entire life it's been embedded so it's like trying to 
recode and then also get people to understand and accept. Okay, and, and may I okay. interrupt right there? Huh? I think that what's important is that you don't have to get them to understand and accept it. Agreed. If it's something that you're saying is Agreed. your boundary, then it's your boundary. Mm-hmm. I agree. And, yeah. and if you're the villain that year, <laughs> and I know, but I'm just saying. If but you're, then that makes it, it, I think the part that's hard about that is then it makes it even heavier. Because well, now I'm well, dealing with the feelings of Mother's Day already being difficult and then the feelings of being the villain. So and, and being a people pleaser, that is something I'm still coping with. It's really hard. So I've tried to test the waters and every year I get a bite back. And so I'm still, this is just something I'm still working on, mustering up the full strength. I say this is the year you make it happen. (laughs) Oh, God. You can, if you want to buy a bouquet of flowers for the women in your family that, you know, you're not going to be there, you're not going to be present, but you want to send them something ahead of time or drop it off the day before or however you, you so choose to honor them. But you say, I'm getting married. I just graduated from my master's program, and this is all around Mother's Day, and I'm still missing a piece of my heart Mm -hmm. and my mom's birthday. Mm -hmm. So if there's ever a time where I just need to kind of sit and tap in with myself, thank you all. We've all celebrated. I'm loved, and I love you all. But just setting that boundary and trusting yourself, and if you are the villain, accepting that and being okay with it because you know that you're not doing it to hurt anyone's feelings. You're not doing it so anyone will feel slighted. If you celebrated for the past 27 years this way, they should understand that at this point, I'm overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And in all aspects of your life, you feel overwhelmed. And you can't keep showing up for other people, as we've said before, Mm -hmm. if you're not showing up for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you can't be bullied just because they're family. (laughs) bullied Mm -hmm. every year. But just because (laughs) they're family, you have to kind of set to me. Because you can't teach that to your child either. You You have to. And I I wouldn't. Because then you would actually be the villain. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, I feel like it would be different. No. In my mind, personally, it feels like it would be different because when I have a family, I can set our norms and our standards. But your no. family is going to step in and yeah. feel just as entitled to your kids that's, and your family. That's what I was about to say. I if not times you're gonna 10. Be the villain. You're going to be the if villain. If not times 10. So that's what I'm just saying. Like, as you step into this new phase of life as yeah. being a wife, being a mastered whatever professional. <laughs> professional you know as as a grown woman you have to have that courage and be okay to be like I said no and this is why thank you please respect my wishes if not UPS it and I'll get it in five days and then I'll respond with the fuck to give this <laughs> but you can't period. you know I'm period weak. I have something to add because it's so crazy because Today I was reading uh, Tabitha Brown's book. I'm I'm still reading it. And Mm -hmm. the chapter I read today, she talked about traditions and family. And she was talking about, and I pulled it up just so I could read a a snippet of it. Wait a minute, girl. You are enough. You ain't got to do things the way you've always done them just to make other people feel comfortable. You don't have to try to fit in. No, ma'am. I'm going to do it my way, Tabitha's way. And just that that specific phrase I like because it's kind of Your goes. System. Oh, <laughs> she set the I'm mic down. She meant to put her phone down, but put the <laughs> mic down. Um, and it just makes me think about that courage that Ariel was talking about of just standing firm in what you feel is right because that's what she says at the end. And she was like, "I'm gonna do what feels right to me," mm-hmm. and 
I think it's important for you to do that. Like Ariel said, as you navigate this new space, like you're walking in complete newness Mm -hmm. in all areas. Literally everything is undergoing transformation right now. And yes. And I know that you're still navigating like the people pleasing. Look, we the same person. I Mm -hmm. get it. But like now is our time to face the things that walk into it, walk into it. And I think the only way for us to literally get over those things is to do it it and to be uncomfortable. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's (laughs) It's going to feel like you're the villain. But at the end of the day, your intentionality behind it, like she said, if you do bouquets or whatever it is that you choose to do to honor them, that's not going to change. And I feel like at the end of the day, you setting that example is going to only set the tone for when you become a parent and mm-hmm. you'll be firmer on your boundaries and what that looks like I agree. and yeah. not be heavily influenced by what has been tradition in your life. I yeah. Agree. Yeah, it's tough. I'm going to I'm going to try my hardest. I got to I got to pray on the strength. I think for yeah, it. I mean I think I think that's that's Please. where you have like Marcus. You know how Mark Marcus is very like so this is where he's you, very what? Well, maybe not with his family, but I feel like with other people who could be. I'm the knuck if you buck. What are you talking about? I am the. I'm the. Do you want he some? He got that in his energy though. But it takes a Marcus. It takes a lot more to get him to that space. I am. What if you tell him like I need support in this area? I need you to be my backbone. He if could I tell his it. family that I won't be there, but I think that no, I mean giving you the support when you're trying to deal with your family. Maybe he can be in the background hyping you up. Yeah, girl, send that text message. I mean, yeah, he could do that. But I think that this is this is one like my dragon to slay. I mean, it is over his. I know, I agree. So I think that he could back me up. I think that he can That's handle he it. Need. Yeah, he, he could back, back me up. But he's definitely not the. Well, he can't he do that. Any, he can't do that anyways with his uh, with your family. Like that's that. Okay. But he will tell his family. Yeah, if. Because that's something I, I really do want to spend Mother's Day with my Nana and my aunt. I think you should. Because my aunt will be here. I just want to be with them all day, really, because I'll probably stay the night out there. We're going to celebrate with them after my I graduation. Really and I, I just want to stay with them. This year is an exceptional year. And I think this year it calls is. for an exceptional, just an exception within this day. Yeah. And what you want. Yeah. yeah, especially you know, I already got a little a little flack because I tried to I tried my hand at it a little bit when I was talking to my grandma the other day. She was like, "Well, you ain't gonna be doing that at ten o'clock in the morning for brunch." So it's that's what I'm saying. I'm going to have to fight. It's not gonna be like a I mean, I, of the year, Kayla. I know victory. I know it, but that's what I'm saying. It's just. Building up the the courage. the courage and also knowing that I don't have like a soft mannered family where it's like, oh, you don't want to so do don't it. Be soft okay. Man. So, but I just have to. The I think confidence. The, yeah. I need, the, need confidence. the confidence because of the fact that I know I'm going to be the villain. And then I'm going to have to sit in those feelings along with the other feelings that mm. I'm already processing through the reason why I don't want to do this stuff in the first place. I think you so should. So it's just. A lot. Just pull the trigger and then try your best to put those feelings aside for that day. Just be fully immersed in that day, spending time with your Nana and with your aunt, and then deal with those after. Yeah. 
Because they're going to happen. I mean, especially with people pleasing. People pleasing is a hard thing to come out of. Mm-hmm. Because you always you've been feel doing like it the, for 27 oh, hello? years. Hello? Exactly. <laughs> especially. My whole life. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to feel like the villain. And that's not going to feel great at all. Mm-hmm. Because that's the point of avoiding like the... I mean, and that's, that's why you're going that's just the whole basis pleasing. of my family. Like yeah. the way that we do family on my dad's side of the family is very much so like... None of us feel like doing it, but we all going to be here because that's what we supposed to do. So it's just the way of the family. So people will be there and they might be angry as hell because Mm -hmm. they might not want to be there. But nobody says we're just not going to do it. And it's not because they care. Like my dad wouldn't care. My stepmom wouldn't care. My uncle, my aunt on that side of the family, none of them would care. Mm. It's because we have a matriarch of the family who Mm. cares the most. Mm. And she is an old lady and everybody wants to make her happy. And me not being there is going to disrupt her her happiness on her Mother's Day. So it, it is a lot for me to deal with to know the joy that I'm going to steal from my grandmother. But it's not stealing joy. It's not. It's it's gonna because disrupt that's it. That's not your bit. responsibility. It's not. It's and not. I, think I agree with the that. part of you being an empath, and like I was just about I to agree. mention, like even as you navigate, you doing these new things. Hopefully, I'm gonna pray that you have the courage to walk. Remember, we talked about walking in victory. Is just please. sometimes sprinkle, you think sprinkle. it's gonna be a fight. And it's really just you showing up and God's going to give you the strength in that moment. And I really feel like that when you're in that space, because you're going to feel the feelings of the other people. But whatever it is you need to do to separate those feelings in terms of like, these are my feelings and these are their feelings and separating them. That way, you know, automatically how to navigate those emotions at that time. Yeah. Yeah. That is really hard, separating, like, this is what I feel, but this is what I feel because I feel that they're feeling this. Yes. <laughs> it's really hard to do. It's really hard. It's so. like, I don't give a fuck, but <sighs> I feel shame because they give a fuck. Yeah, especially because of how she responded to me. Literally, that was yesterday yeah. when I talked yeah. to her and I said that, and she was like... So now you know how... Uh, and she's a Scorpio. We're both Scorpio. She was oh like, girl, you're not about to be doing that at 10 o'clock in the morning when we having brunch, so I'll see you there. That that is the essence. Actually, Grandma, um, I will be there for that. <laughs> I love you though. I'm sending flowers. Um, so yeah, we'll have an update next time. I mean, it'll be after Mother's Day, the day after Mother's Day when this episode comes out. So mm-hmm. maybe I'll try to give a little update on my story and the fill in the blank story about what is actually happening so let's let's pray over that amen dear god let's hope we don't see a story so i'm at 10 o'clock brunch (laughs) (laughs) couldn't do it this year maybe next year let's try again guys (laughs) so we'll see but yeah all right any final thoughts on mother's day nope well we're sending all of you all that are having difficult feelings as i or who are mothers like happy mother's day yes those of you who are mothers like asia happy mother's day we celebrate you and honor you being a mother mother is literally being a superhuman yes i don't know how y'all do it yes so we are sending you all the biggest happy mother's day out there Mm -hmm. we hope that you all enjoyed your mother's day and had the best time celebrating with your kiddos and your family i love that um but that's all so you can follow us on the tiktok 
the tic tac, the tic tac, tic tac toe on a clock on Kesha. What she coined it, tic tac on the clock. Okay, anyways, fill in the blank underscore on tic tac. No, fill in the blank pod. Fill in the blank pod. That's so right because fill in blank underscore is on Instagram. Okay, on tic tac we are fill in the blank pod. On YouTube, you can find Fill in the Blank Podcast. And if you don't know by now, it's feel as in touch, not feel like right. Um, so yeah, you can find us on YouTube at Fill in the Blank Podcast. Um, you can find me on Instagram. Oh, wait, you can find Lord, us on Instagram. This is a this is a real Monday. You can find us on Instagram at fill in the blank underscore me at as told by Doc Kayla and Ayana at at Ayana.amore. We have somehow made it through this episode. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, God bless you, your family. Happy Mother's Day. Happy we love Mother's y'all. Day. And we see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>